With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, Bishop, I see you one second. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Okay, good, good, good. How you doing? I'm well in yourself. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. How's that munchkin doing? He's doing well. He's sitting in my arms at this moment uh, drinking his bottle. (laughs) He's so adorable. (laughs) Thank oh, my you. gosh. All right. So, um, you know, last time we talked, we really talked about um, you know, destiny and different things that, you know, were going on, um, you know, with um, certain members or with you and things of that nature. So um, we'll continue to pick up from where you want to pick up because, it's still, um, it's still good for us, but um, I also want to, if we can, bring in, um, you know, your notes here and go from there, okay? Okay, not a problem. All right, so let's pray really quick. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy for this moment, this time, and this opportunity, oh God, to come together for your purpose. Let your will be done in every way, shape, fashion, and form throughout this call, throughout the book writing process, throughout uh, your daughter's entire illustrious career, oh God. We just thank you for what you're doing right now in her life, oh God. And we ask that you continue to lead us and guide us in the ways that you would have us to go. Illuminate our vision, oh God, so we can see what it is that you see. Fine-tune our ears so that we can hear what it is that you have said, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, O Lord, and we call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, have things slowed down? Have things, you know, eased up since the last time we talked? Uh, yes. Concerning everybody else, no. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just busy, but nevertheless, with all that was going on last time, yes, that has calmed down. Uh, okay. A lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to go over what you have here. Now, last night you said you have more notes. Um, well, I have things as far as in my journals that 
that I had written out, I think I was saying that I may share little snippets here and there. Uh, that's if we go with the devotional with the book mm-hmm. okay. that I can incorporate uh, those things. But I don't necessarily have anything else written mm-hmm. um, concerning, you know, what I had given you from before. Okay. So <clears throat> we talked about uh, parting ways. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become mm-hmm. new. Um, we talked about the turning point, deliverance. We talked about being broken into pieces, hurt, rejection, disappointment. Um, we talked about who am I, the self-discovery and the character development. I don't think we really spoke on the greater good. We have, um, I think we touched on the silence breaker, death and life and the power of your own tongue, and we discussed maturing past uh, my weaknesses. But I don't think we really dug into the greater good. Um, We probably could use, because, you know, you're talking about how you made it out throughout the whole book. But um, if you want to dive into that, you have here, how I made it out, dot, 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 mindset transformation. And then you have the overcoming process from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So, does anything come to mind, whether it's something you need to add on to what we discussed, or what, if it's something um, that you haven't, you know, discussed before, as far as that goes? Mm-hmm. Does anything come to mind with the greater good, how I made it out, and or the overcoming process? Um, hmm. I know one thing that I have been thinking of just within this past couple of days, I would like to say, um, and I know there's like this saying that says, you know, it's not that people are bad, they just may not be good for you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of in a nutshell, even just different things that you go through in life, when you start to see things for what they are, it doesn't mean that things are bad per se. And I, I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. I'm sorry. He's, he's no, not ready no, for no, it. He's okay. Let him do what he do. I'm good. Okay, because I I had errands to run earlier, so, of course, you know how that goes. He fell asleep in the car, so it kind of throws him off. so he's up with his kids, so it's all right. I'm not going to Okay. Um, There was this saying that this gentleman used to say at the old job that I used to work at. He was a volunteer. probably was about in his, uh, I'd like to say, 60s, early 70s. And he always has this great attitude, just the outlook on life that he had. Um, and at this time, I don't believe that I yet saved, but I did get saved while I was working at that, that job. But he okay. used to say, you know, there's no days that are bad. It's just some that are better. You know, all days are good. Some are just better. Okay. Knowing, of course, the scripture does tells us that God works all things together uh, for our good. But that's something that stuck with me throughout my life when I held that. That's a quote that I constantly refer back to. And when you look at the things that you transpire, that transpire in your life, it's nothing is meant to hurt you. So even I began to look at different people, whether it was a relationship that I was in, involved in as a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, uh, fiance to someone or, you know, wife, uh, 
a child to a parent because trust me, my mom and I have gone there many a days. But when you, when I began to look at what it was that I was in, it's not necessarily the person because sometimes we get caught up in a person's actions and what it is that they're doing, and then we are thrown off or we change our attitudes or we change our outlook on life just based upon right. a person. Um, so looking, you know, just the greater good in everything, it's just like that that had a purpose. You know, like Jeffrey's not a bad person. He's a great guy. You get to know him. I mean, family-oriented uh, he'll give you the shirt off his back. That's the type of individual that he is. I can never say anything bad about him because he is a great guy. But in the relationship, I, I was hurt. I felt betrayed. I was rejected. I, so now my outlook on life as a whole and what I was going through, my surroundings, I was in this bubble. I saw just the pain, the hurts. That's what was all you know, just going on in my mind. That was the cycle that I was seeing. But once I began to have a different, quote, unquote, perspective of life in general, who I was, then I was truly able to see who everybody else was and the place that they played in my life at that moment. But it wasn't that they were bad or it wasn't that, you know, I was to look at them in a state to say, you know what, you had this much control over how I saw life as a whole. And, you know, sometimes that's what we do. We walk around uh, with this brokenness. We walk around with these chips on our shoulders. We walk around with unforgiveness. We walk around with so many different things just because we don't understand the life that God has called us to live. Um, Another thing came to my mind yesterday as I'm speaking about all of this. You know, I think about the scripture, yes, where God says I, I, that he came, well, the scripture says he came, that we would have life and to right. live it more abundantly. But then I kind of put a little spin on it or where God just allowed me to see it. I came that you would have life more abundantly, but I'm just waiting for you to live it. <laughs> you know, we, we have it there, but you have to live it. You have to make the conscious effort the willingness and have the openness of mind and heart for God to flood you and to pour into you. And that's when you will begin to really see that my life was created for more than what I see now when I begin to see things as he sees it. Because we were talking about in Bible study last night and you um, made a great point when you talk about the different cycles, okay, we're called to be fruitful and to multiply. You know, we're called to uh, basically subdue the earth, if you will. We are, we're called to have domain. That's the natural stance that God desires for us to have. But then you go even further. We were created in his image and in his likeness. So, listen, the grace of God for mankind began from the very beginning. You know, what God has given us, it's not the dispensation. We're just getting the bulk of it now. But his grace and his mercy has been from the very beginning. So through the grace that God has given me in my life, I thank God that I could, we talk about it in our testimonies, you know, I I couldn't be standing here today, you know, but the grace of God. But I thank God for his grace and for his mercy, allowing me the opportunity to see 
the greater good, to see everything that he was allowing me to go through, that it wasn't to hurt me, it wasn't to harm me, but truly to build me. And I can speak about all of the buildings that took place in my life. I can see all of the things of my imperfections, my faults that I had with myself. But God said, listen, I was refining you. I was making you. I was creating you a clean heart. I was renewing that right spirit within you. I was getting you ready for what my purpose was for your life. Sometimes we don't see it. <laughs> but then, <laughs> yes, he has a mouthful. We don't see it. Yes, yes, yes. And then he turns back and he looks at me. <laughs> Are you serious? But, oh. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, so that's just the lines of the greater good. There was, it, it was good what I was going through. He was working it together. See, I didn't see that it was good, but there was a greater good when you realize what God was doing. That's the great part of it. Because everything is everything is good, right? right? What everything everything that God is doing, we just haven't. I like to say, caught up to the vision for our lives, for what He has for us. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you see the bigger picture. It is great. It is great. So I, I look at my life and I say, I am great <laughs> because right, right. of what He allowed me to go through. I don't look at it as no pity party when I share my testimonies, even if, if it's about my infidel, the infidelity. There used to be this older gentleman at the church that we attended, and every time he used to see Apostle and myself, it was, oh, you better treat her right. Now it's like two years later, like, come on, we passed this. You bring your mind up. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, so don't pity me. Don't, you know, look at me as the victim. I'm, I'm past that. I've, I've moved on. And that's so sweet. <laughs> you know? Right. So, that's um, what I'm uh, uh, Hold on. I want to mm-hmm. say a few things. That reminds me of um, my old church. Oh, I, you know, I still love all of them. When we came... Um, shortly after we went to our old church, uh, joined, Nancy and I decided, you know, we're not going to keep running back to our mothers to bail us out financially. We're going to endorse some things and let God be God and show up and show us who he is. And, oh, my God, did did we go through. Uh, but, you know, people would, you know, it, it was amazing. Sunday they would have dinner and everybody could cook and people look clean. And I've been to certain homes and homes look clean. So I was, you know, okay with where we would eat or whatever. But they would cook Sunday dinner and people wouldn't be that hungry and they would give us all the trays to go home. Because at that time, our budget afforded uh Cereal milk, which up north, you know, you could get a, a box, a big box of uh, honeycomb for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then um, chicken hot dogs, which is 99 cents, a pack of french fries, 99 cents, a bottle of oil, 99 cents, tea bags and a box of sugar, a bottle of me, my kids, Anthony, we were all malnutrition just from that kind of stuff. And then we would have something for dinner, if not the same thing. So, um, 
as time went on, things got better for us. But because people related us, they never saw the growth they related us to. We used to be happy, used to be. So they would still give money. Not that I'm, you know, complaining. Uh, they would give clothes. They would give food. And it was just always, oh, give it to the Jacksons because they need it. And after a while, I was like, they don't even know that we have a different testimony now. Amen. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, see, y'all, y'all, I understand. Don't, don't get me wrong. I believe God bless you. But our testimony is so beyond what we didn't have when we got here 12 years ago. Right. So um, I understand. It's like, come on. That means that that's how you see us. That's how you relate to us. But that's not how we see us, and that's not how we see our God. I mean, Amen. being the hardest workers in the church is something got to change after 12 years, even if it's just a little bit. But um, I want to ask you this. Just with everything that you said, um, are our lives reflective of the Old Testament and the New Testament, but with grace from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Do you think so or no? That our lives, yeah, our, our lives, our entire lives, is it the Old Testament and the New Testament in one whole book with grace displayed from the beginning? See, I like this because our God is, <laughs> our God is from eternity past to eternity future. I understand that, okay, the, the the church being formed and Christ incarnate, if you will, coming on the scene, but he was always. Always. It, the scripture tells us he was always. He even said, let us and our, that's capital in my Bible, every translation that I look. So we, we were already the seed in him. I don't know if I'm making sense with that. Yeah, you are. When I look at what I'm able to do, the power that I have, the authority that God gives me, of course it shows up through the actions in which Christ did, through his death, through his resurrection. That's how now I can speak with the boldness and with the authority of what I have because he defeated the enemy when he went through all that he went through. Mm-hmm. However, now, um, when it comes to my identity and who I am <laughs> as an individual, I go all the way back. It, it just doesn't. Oh. It, it just doesn't start at that at that point. I was always on God's mind. He always had a plan for me. Mm-hmm. Think about when Jeremiah said, "You know, before I was even in, my mother." <laughs> you understand? So there, there has always been. A purpose for my life, and sometimes that's where we try to figure it out. When was it? And okay, I get validation here. No, I'm validated from the beginning. There's no middle middle for me. It's from the start. So I say yes. I'm just giving okay. like the, like so the two and fall. <laughs> and you give an answer with it. So that's my yes. answer with my yes. That's what I. That's what I want. So it's like we were always meant to be Israel, even though we were Jacob. Mm-hmm. That never goes away. Okay. Um, well, it seems to me, because, uh, you know, every, everybody um, 
every person, you know, whether they be in the Bible or even just the people that I meet or have known, we're always affected by the relationship we have with people. Mm-hmm. It goes to show you how powerful, you know, they are, how much of an impact they have on our lives. And it's not until, you know, we come in, you know, into the knowledge of our, you know, ourselves and who we are and God that we kind of are, you know, really bucking up against anything that would come to change our minds about who we are and who we are God. Why do you think we allow relationships? Because you talked about, you know, looking at the whole picture, if you want to say, versus or, or the whole vision, the entire outlook versus looking at just a piece or a portion. How is it that we, or why is it that we would allow relationships to cloud our vision, to cloud who God was and is to us from the beginning? Why do you think we do that? It could be acceptance. It could be several, you know, several reasons. Um, acceptance, loneliness, um, just your emotions. Uh, but I'm going to go with the whole acceptance because I'm going to speak from a vein of what I know. Um, so when you want to be in everything, I'm not going to go all over what you already know and what's recorded and what's it's just stay with you, say whatever comes to mind. Everything. Um, but you 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 recognize who God is, and this is why so you recognize. You may not in the. I'm please It's like we're we're fighting for attention now. So. <laughs> so we recognize who God is and what he desires for our lives. And um, maybe speaking for 15%, 80%, 90%. But we know that the presence of God is with us. It says that he is everywhere at the same time, yes. omnipresent. Yes. But then you have that physical being before you, live and in person. And you build this relationship, and then your emotions become so attached to this individual. So now, what you have with God, oh, please, sorry to say, it's, it's not precedented. It's not as important to me. It wasn't as important as the person that was standing before me. So now you're building this relationship. Now anything that is happening, anything that is taking place, you're trying to resolve it. You're trying to work it out. You're saying, okay, what? There's a lot of energy that you put into it. And then by that time, you're so far away from even what God may desire for you and want you to do that you're so wrapped up. And then you look back and you say, oh, my God. And now you consult God through prayer. Lord Jesus, help me. I promise I won't, you know, I, I, I won't put anybody else before you. I pro- you know, kind of like the Lord, if you get me out of this one, I won't do it again. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
So it could be because of a flaw that you may have within yourself um, as to why you, because, again, I've looked at my flaw as I wanted to be validated. I looked at my flaw as I wanted to be accepted. I looked at my flaw as I, I validated. And so, therefore, I put people and things, if you will, over God, regardless of who they were or what it was. So it depends on what that weakness or flaw is with that individual as to why they would take that route. Okay. So is it safe to say that an indicator, um, an, an indicator, what would be indicative of, if you want to say, us forgetting or coming away from what God has stated from the beginning about us is when we look to people um, for what we need from God. In other words, um, whatever we look to people for, is that the area that we really need God to cultivate? I'm sorry. Can you please... I. Please forgive me. I am fighting him off. Can you please? I'm so sorry. I hate to do this. Can you please repeat that? Don't worry about it. So is it whatever we look to people for, that that's the area we need God to cultivate? That's the area we need God nourishment and nurturing? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Because it's almost like a void that you're trying to fill. As I said, you have that person that's before you, tangible, they're here. They are live and in the flesh. It's like, okay, you can give me this. You you can give me that that hug. You can give me that, you know, how it says, okay, God is um, there. You can lay in his bosom. And sure, now I recognize that in prayer there's so much comfort that you get just communicating with God, feeling his touch through his words and how he just goes to the most deep part of your soul where you're like, oh, God, now through that maturity, but before, it's just, I, I, I want you. <laughs> you. You're before me. I need you to hear me. I want your feedback. So, yes, where some of a void that you want to feel, so you look elsewhere. But God was always the one to feel that. Okay. So, um, is it safe to say that I always say that my husband, He's not the full representation, but as an ambassador here in the earth, he is a representation of God's love for me. I see it. Amen. I feel it. I hear it in his tone, the manner, the way that he handles me, you know, even when I'm out of control. But I, sometimes I'm praying his strength. And then God get me together because I don't know how he put up with me. But, you know. I'm not. I'm not that terrible. Just, you know, I'm a little bit eccentric, I guess. But um, you know, do you think that we expect people to be a representation of God's love for us? And I'm not I'm talking about husbands and wives. I'm talking about friends, mothers, sisters, brothers. Uh, boyfriends, whomever we meet, co-workers, do you think that we walk into these relationships with people and expect them to be a representation of 
how God feels and thinks about us? Um, it should be, but again, it allowed me uh, one of the. Um, yes, there is an expectation. Um, however, I learned. I learned because I used to set expectations higher than I couldn't even reach. However, I don't know if this fits here, but we we teach people how to treat us. Yes. Um, Yes. Now, I'm pulling my hair. You learn a lot from kids. See, I'm about to say, you, you're mad at me because you can't pull my hair. So, right, right. Okay. But I think about love, like especially, and I'm not just talking about husband and wife, but friends. But you also have to know the level of friendship that you have. Friendship actually believe comes with levels. Um, because not everybody is going to be the same way that you are to them. That's just, I learned that. Yes, we may look for it, but we may not get it. What do I mean by that? You could be the initiator at all times. You're like, well, I wish they would be the initiator at one point. Maybe that's what God called you to be in that relationship. You have to know who you are in the relationships that you have. My relationships with my sister is different even than the relationship that I have with my best friend. Believe it or not, my sister and I, we are, we were a lot closer. Uh, I like to say when we were younger than when we got older. Maybe we just have different things that we like to do that the other one don't. And that's fine. But she's still my sister. I love her um, regardless. Now, when you talk about loving we know that we need God. <laughs> we need God in our lives to truly love as He loves. He's mm-hmm. the one who compels us to love, as the one God tells us. So, the love that I that I would pray to receive in return to the love that I give is basically that. Just that. If you have Christ in your life, that you just, if I am wrong, when I say cover me, I'm not saying to make excuses for me and things of that sort. But, hey, cover me while you, while you corrected me, I like uh-huh, to say. Uh-huh. Don't yes, get yes, me to that. Yes. Be truthful. This is the type of love that, that I'm speaking about. So I do expect that because, guess what, I'm going to love you the same way. And so I think the love that God gives us, it compels us when you talk about if a brother goes one mile, you go with him too. That you right. go beyond. That's the type of love that God gives us to be able to go beyond. But to say that someone, okay, I'm sorry, but to say that someone has to do or to say or to love because they may be still growing in it. So my expectations is not as great as they used to be because I used to get bent out of shape, like, hold up. You know, I'm expecting this, that, and the other, as I stated about apostle. Um I do this. This was when we first started dating. You gave me your word. You said this. You said that. You didn't do. And I'll be ready to cut you off in a minute. But I recognize, like, oh, that's not the love of God. 
Right, right. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, you were saying. Uh, you know the word, the the Bible does tell us your brother goes one mile, you go twice. You know, with him. Uh, how many? You know, how many times I'm supposed to give him Jesus? Okay, and he basically told him, until you can't forgive him no more, until I come back or I call you home, basically. You know, anytime he does whatever he does, you to forgive him now. The key word that sticks out to me is brother. Because brother indicates that we come from the same maker. That there is a connection between us. Because you can't be my brother. If we if there if we don't share something, we gotta be sharing something. Okay, there has to be a connection. Common. So is it safe to say that or rather, do you think that brother means somebody I'm connected with, that's the one I'm gonna go twice, regardless of how deep the connection is, that's the one I'm gonna go, you know, if you wanna say two miles for or go double for or is it that we have to identify who is our brother and who isn't so we know how far to go and how far not to go? Is everybody our brother? I just want to know what you think. Or is it that we have to be mindful of the connection before we're willing to go double for the trouble, so to speak? No, everybody is not your brother. In my eyes, anyway, and basically what you just stated, you need to know who. I like to say who's for you, who against you, who right. who you should uh, go that extra mile with, or who you should say adios to. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not casting my pearls upon the swine. Not you know. So you have to make an assessment of your okay. life. Make an assessment where you're at. Because some, truth be told, sometimes we take things with us from level to level, from place to place. We're like, they shouldn't even be here with us. But we right. carry them because of familiarity. You know, I'm familiar with this person. I've known them since we were in diapers. Uh, we went to school together. We did everything together. We pinky promised. You know, all of mm-hmm. these uh, things. And you could have outgrown. Okay. Uh, different people, but you have to make an assessment of your life. Mm-hmm. So um, how do we identify our counterpart in another? Um, we have to identify who's our brother, who's our sister, who's for us, who's against us. Um, otherwise, we take on, we not only take them on, but we take whatever is attached to them spiritually. We take that on. Um, and those could be unnecessary fights that God is like, look, I never asked you to do that in the first place. But um, mm-hmm. we take on um, their responsibilities. We take on even sometimes, you know, we get around somebody and we start picking up saying the words the same way or laughing the same way. We just we just grasp into each other. Um mm-hmm. So how do we know that's my brother? When I when I look at him, let's take Cherise for example. How did you know that that's my counterpart, that's my best friend? And then I want you to tell me how did you know an apostle, okay, 
I, I see my, I see a husband. I see the God-given man mm. from me and him. Mm. Let's, let's deal with them. Um, because you fought for it for, um, why do I want to call him Ace? Do they still call him Ace? What do they call him? <laughs> they could call him Ace. I have no clue. I think some people still call him Ace, Jeff. <laughs> okay, Jeff. So you fought for it with Jeff, okay? You wanted to see something that either you wasn't there or something that you thought you could make it into more than, than what it was or whatever, took on its promises or, or what it sounded like, what it looked like, whatever. Because if somebody came to the hospital after I had that type of an accident and kissed me on the mouth, I would be like, that's my husband, okay? So, but <laughs> lo and behold, it wasn't him. So, better yet, let's, 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 let's do the two men and the two friends. Okay, let's do Jeff and Apostle. Let's do Charisse and Ebony. How did you identify or what made you say, let's start with Apostle. What made you say with Apostle, I see my counterpart in him. Mm. Or I see the connection. This connection is real and it goes beyond just what, what, when was it even? Even if you have a story, when was it that you saw your counterpart, your soul in his, I want to say? Mm. My God. Well, I, and I, we were just talking about this this morning. Um, just the time that he took to even get to know me as as an individual. I don't want to say that I, I, don't, I don't think I really ever had that. Um but he was sensitive. <laughs> and what I mean by that is it wasn't that he was crying and like, oh, my God, I don't know if you've ever seen that be, what's that, Brandon Fraser and Bejeweled or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was just crying. It wasn't that he was sensitive in that in that manner, but he was getting to know me. I was important to him. Um <sighs> I just, through the conversations that he and I would have, just the communication, um, he would call me all the time. I love that. Um, But not just meaningless conversation, if you will. He He would speak to the heart of who I was, what I was looking for in a man. And that was someone who, number one, had a love for God. I didn't want to have to persuade, if you will, mm-hmm. and that's what I was doing with the the other because I mm-hmm. wanted I wanted to meet, you know. So God is good, you know. He saves, He does this. So I'm doing the working up to say, let's get on the same page first, and then okay. let's take it there. So I possibly came, if you will, with that. But what I was looking for, I was looking for a leader. He would take that leader standpoint, but then, no, he wasn't, because you'll hear about that in the marriage um, seminar that we, we desired to do, because he wasn't necessarily the head, because he didn't know how to be. But I knew he was for me, because, again, the word that was spoken over my life, to say that, okay, you're in your hour of seeing this, and I am bringing someone. 
But when I opened up my heart to say, okay, I was hard at the beginning, but I said he's genuine. And that was that's the word that goes over everything. He was genuine. It wasn't as if he was out for anything. It wasn't as if he was just lying to me to get something. He was genuine. So genuinely wanting to know about me. Genuinely wanting Yes. (laughs) Whereas you would know in order to serve and and become who others wanted you to be to satisfy them, he was genuinely getting to know you. Not just so he could, you know, be with you, but also to have you. Am I making Mm -hmm. that right? Right. Um, Okay. And, of course, there were certain things that we discussed in the beginning of our marriage. Because there was, like, he didn't graduate high school, so he he did lie about that. Or he, I don't want to say he necessarily lied about it. He just didn't bring it up. Okay. Excuse me. And so I was upset after we got married. I was like, you ain't graduate high school. What? <laughs> you know? I was like, wait a minute. He said I was intimidated. You know, because you were talking about how, of course, you were in this and that. You went to college and you this, and, you know, all of these different things. You had your own. So I didn't want to come out to say, excuse me, that I didn't have a high school diploma. But the reason why he had to drop out, as he shares even in his testimony, and being homeless, caring for his infant mm-hmm. son. He was in 12th grade, you know, when he dropped out. It wasn't like he was in ninth grade and... Oh, let me okay. see. My mind went there. <laughs> like, okay. here's an old mess again. They say, let me go and take care of my family. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I have to <laughs> So he was at the end. But, <laughs> but no, nevertheless, that was something we did. He said, well, I didn't want to lose you. Mm, so okay. he did conceal that. So when I talk about the genuineness, though, and I said, I understand what it is that you're saying, that you can feel that because of A, B, and C, but I'm letting you know what I saw in you. Mm-hmm. And I did see the genuineness. I saw the sensitivity when I was going through something. He was able to say, we, hey, we only know each other for a month and a week, but he asked me to marry him within a week's time. And I said, a week, yeah. A week of y'all talking? Yes. She like, hold up, wait a minute. Yes. We only started talking at the end of July. Now, he gave his life to Christ uh, and started going to the church that I was attending July 4th of 2004. But my pastor didn't introduce us until maybe like the second to last week of July. We were we were talking, we exchanged numbers, and immediately we started talking. Um, I did give him a little hard time because he was supposed to uh, come to church, I think that two days after we had talked, but he wound up going to the city to pick up his son, Angel. But I didn't know anything about the city and transportation. After a certain hour, buses stopped running, so he was stuck in the city. (laughs) So he was stuck in the city, couldn't make it to church. He calls me later on um, that day after service, and I went off. I was like, you said you was going to be in church and yada, yada, yada. So I kind of had my 
stuff that I had going on. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I, I contact someone at church, and I let them know that I wouldn't be there, and he told me the whole story with the bus. Now, okay, I quickly recovered from that. Now, mind you, the type of person I was because um, I was a – I'll talk about me in a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. The type of personality um, that I displayed. Because even though I may have been certain ways in certain situations, I wasn't like that with everybody, and I'll share that. Um, But nevertheless, I quickly recovered from that. He explained that was fine. But, again, I saw the genuineness. He was a genuinely nice guy. What Mm. you see Apostle as now, that's how he – he is phlegmatic. He is so even. He has remained the same. He's not He's not one that fluctuates. He's not imbalanced. And I love that. He has always been that way. That's unchanging. So, so uh, in other words, apart from, his, apart from his role as husband, father, pastor, just as an individual, let's say, you know, just as an individual, he's genuine the whole, you know, the whole way through. Yes. I love him. Okay. Yes, I love him as a person. I love what he brings. He's an awesome friend. He's an awesome confidant. Uh, he, now he tells me like it is. He, yeah, sometimes I get upset and I think, "Dang, you're brutally honest," and that's what I need. But sometimes I don't want to hear it. I'll just put it that way. Um, okay. He's not one of those type of people that will just have you go in the wrong direction and say, hey, well, you didn't want to listen last time. I'm going to make, let you bump your head. He's not that type of an individual. He will teach you. That's just naturally what he does. But I just fell in love with who he was as a person because I knew that he was genuine. And so, therefore, okay. I was able to marry him after a month and a week. Okay. All right. So you realize or recognize the counterpart in him because he gave to you, I want to say, what he, he, he gave to you what everybody else didn't. It's, it's, whoa, hands down. That's when I said I hit the jackpot. It had nothing to do with money. I know he talked about how he worked. And sure, I I recognize that, you know, that he had a great job. He had good money coming in, and so you lost everything. That's not a problem. But when I said I hit the jackpot, it was who he was as a person. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before in one person. Mm-hmm. How did, did it matter that he was of another race, that he was Dominican, or rather were you surprised that he is Dominican? Yes, at the beginning, okay. he had he had three strikes against against him already. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was going by the worldly system, he he would not be my husband. I wanted to marry a black man. I mm-hmm. not at all to doubt to date outside my race. Um, wow. He had a child that oh. was an ex which was three years old at the time. I said, God, I don't want any baby mama drama, but I had it. Mm-hmm. I had it. And then he was younger than me. 
I'm like five oh, years my. at that. Oh, you five years apart? Yes. He's oh, five years younger than I. So uh, many. Oh. Okay. So when you talk about lists and standards and I just say, listen, you might as well rip that up. Of course, there are certain things. I'm laughing. I'm a mess because (laughs) I have these thoughts in my mind. It's little inside (laughs) things, and I don't let out. Right, right. But, yeah, you just got to rip those lists up. Of course, you may say, I want a man with teeth. Yeah, okay. I don't know what's going on with that. But, okay. Okay, so he has That's three strikes against call. him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Three strikes against him. And yes. then um, still, when you when you took a chance, you were able to recognize that he was able to give you what it is mm-hmm. that you did not have. He was able to give you you. Yes. The you that he you were. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is that all you you want to say about recognizing, you know, the counterpart, your counterpart in the puzzle? Because I want to go to Jeff now. Mm, yes, for now. If anything, I'll always go back. Okay. Um, Jeff, mm. what was it about him that made you think he was it outside of accident? So, you know. But what was it? Was it really something there, or was it something you just wanted to see? Um, as I said, he was a, a, a great guy. We just was not great together. Um, he himself, very family-oriented guy, and I love that about him, even the relationship that he has with his mother, um, which is great. The same thing, you know. I see, I can speak a little bit more on Jeff than Apostle, believe it or not, because Apostle and I didn't know each other at all, and we had a short period of time, but Jeff and I was in a relationship for several years, and the things that I saw as to what I I liked or what would have been a benefit unto him or to me as his wife or him as a husband, Um, that he was a great provider as well uh, within the household. It was just he and I, but, of course, he made sure that we had, if there was something that needed to be done, he also did it. I mean, he wasn't very handy. I was like, well, Jesus, I'm moving all the furniture around in the house. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, he'll throw money. No problem. Okay. I'm saying, come on. Do you have to get the bum off the corner to take the Christmas tree out the house? You, you can do that. Right. Um, stuff like that. But he was a great, he was a good guy. Can I say genuine? I would also say genuine for him. Um, but for what I wanted from him to me, I didn't get. I may have saw how he was in other relationships, and I talk about with his grandmother or even with his mother, um, I would say, you know, you think about what people say, look at a man and how he treats his mother or how 
he treats the women in his life, and he treated them very well, very well, and I admired that. So him being a husband, I would say, okay, he would still provide. That's something that I always hoped for, to not be the independent one. Not to say right. I sit back and do nothing. That's not the type of person I am. I will always contribute in one shape, one way, shape, or form. Um, but I saw the potential in him to truly be the leader, and that's one thing that I was, I was pushing that. at. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw the potential in him. Uh, one thing he also stated after everything had transpired. When I tried to give the ring back, but like I said, he uh, told me to keep it. He said, no, you keep it. He said, but I want you to, he said, and this is enough, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is another reason why when I saw the ring, I said, God, you are so awesome. Every time I speak of the story, any, anything with the ring, it always just brings tears to my eyes because I know how awesome God is. Yeah. Jeff said, the next time somebody gives you a ring, don't give it back. He said, give it to me. He said, because that hurts. That's one thing he said. So even when wow. I saw the ring and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I did notice, but I took it. But later on, I remember the words also Jeff said. I said, but I didn't even have time to think about, oh, my God, you know, he's giving me a ring that Jeffrey gave me. And this, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of that when he was on his knee. I saw the man who was asking me to marry um, him presenting me with a ring. That's what I saw. So, um, and Jeff said, you helped me in so many ways to become a man. I was shocked, you know, when he said that um, to me. But nevertheless, I I saw the potential in him. Um, He was just a great, he was just a great guy. He was a great guy, and I believe that he still is. Okay. So um, the way that you recognize your counterpart in Apostle Mm -hmm. is different than recognizing with Jeff because Jeff um, had the quality that qualified him for potential while Apostle had the key that made him qualified to do life and love with you. Is that the the sum of... Yeah, because he unlocked... Apostle almost like unlocked the inner me, the real me, who I was and not... You understand what I'm saying? Not... I don't know if I'm being confusing in this. Not at all. But to really unlock me and what I needed... In a mate, it wasn't just about the provision because Jeff could have provided, Jeff could have did all of these different things, but I still wasn't me. Mhm. Right. Yeah. So, Apostle right. being genuine in who he was, I mean, I love how you put that unlock, and it's almost like the key. But he was all of those things, but I was able to be who I was to be the wife that I needed to be because. Being with Jeff, it would have been a facade on my part, not really being the true me. So the marriage would have been there, but who are you married to? So one brought freedom and one brought bondage. Mm. Amen. 
because one would have kept you in the yeah. grave, yeah. hiding the real you, and the other one loose you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. Won't he do it? Yes, yes, yes. Won't he do it? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's switch to the friends. I know, you know, it's not that, you know, either Jeff or Ebony was a bad person. If I'm being uh, insensitive to compare them, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to pull the extract the the meat, okay. you know, of, of the conversation. So yes. um, forgive me if I'm being unfair or insensitive. I just want to get you talking. No. But, uh, let's start with Sharice, and then we'll go to Ebony. Um, and I know we kind of brushed with Ebony um, earlier how, you know, you did more for her than she would do for you. But let, let's go with Sharice. How did you recognize? Because I think people undervalue friendships. They undervalue covenants and compliments. Obviously, if relationships have the ability to impact us negatively and look at, you know, life in a whole nother way than what it really is, then they must be important. So, Sharice, mm-hmm. how did you recognize your counterpart in her? Mm-hmm. Or what What was it about her that you were like, that's, that, that's my, that's my, confidence. That is my dog. That's my girl. Like, what was the difference? And I want to almost in a nutshell, I'm not going to go all over the place with this, but I mattered as she mattered. I think about where it says you rejoice with those who rejoice, you weep with those who weep. And taking the time, again, you you, when you have a friendship, I believe, and this goes back with Apostle, you take the time to get the know, to know the person you're in a relationship with. And I think that's what it was, again, taking the time to get to know each other, where it just wasn't what you need, uh, what you need, uh, how you need me to be there. No, it was just genuinely getting to know the individual. Um, so like I said, I cannot still for the life of me remember how we became friends outside of the group that we were all um, a part of. It's just something that took place. But it's almost like now I can only speak from the years of a friendship that we have because I can't, I don't remember. Sad to say, I don't remember when we started just being very good friends. That is something that I have consulted the Lord. I I cannot remember that. It's just something that transpired, and maybe I need to ask her. Do she remember? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, if you can. That yeah, I'll ask great. her. Yeah, I'll ask her because oh. I, I just, I can't recall. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, if you can ask her, that would be great. But um, it's just like, it's, I, I almost feel like you want to say, you know, when I woke up, she was there. Or I woke up and she was just there. We we just were. Um, As if to say, maybe in 
you know, your pre-time, she was there. Or, you know, and then afterwards, she was still there. Yeah. But there for you more so than what she could get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was just unselfish. Mm. She's unselfish. I, I think about times in my life. Sorry, I'm just a little it's emotional, right. but mm-hmm. where I was living by myself, and I was having it hard, hard, where I didn't have, and I was very prideful, um, and I mm-hmm. spoke about that. I don't need anybody to set any other, and hey, if I ain't got to eat, I just, I'll eat at work, you know, sometimes they'll have the donuts or somebody <laughs> buy the mm-hmm. bagels for the office, office or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to be a glutton. Be like, I'm going to take two bagels. No, I'll eat my bagel, go back to my desk and do whatever. But there was times I didn't have food. And she would come to the house with all the bags. Mm. You know, and it's just like, wow, you see, you recognize. You never oh, told was, her? There were times that I didn't even have to say anything. Oh, my God. Um, even with um, Sean, and we had it tough. Like, now I thank God, you know, like, apostle, he talk about it. It's not like we are a meal barrel. No, God is truly providing for us, and we Praise God for that. We're not in a place that we're not eating and God is providing. But there was a time when I would I stopped working and I'm like pampers. She's like, just eggs, you know, but I'm like, I'm married, you know, I have a husband and you know, he's doing his best, but his best is we have lights, we have gas, we have a roof yeah. over our head. Because the apostle thing was, I will never be homeless again. So I understand it. There are days, Mm -hmm. sure, we we have, um, but if we're eating eggs and spaghetti, we're going to put something together. Like you said, we may have to nourish for something, but we have something that's going on the inside. Mm -hmm. So she's like, what do you need? And she will always get me to the place that, okay, you know, you're going to speak. You're going to say it. You know, don't wow. go back into this pride thing. What is it that you want to ask? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, no, what is it? And she will always push me, pull me. She'll see it. And I'm like, Sean's running on his diapers. She was like, well, why don't you say anything? Okay, we have the same banking system. Give me your account number. I'll transfer money. Or what have, I mean, we've, we're that way with each other, whatever, maybe, hey, I may not be able to give finances back, but I'm there to offer support somewhere else. Okay, hey, you have to be somewhere, I'll do this for you. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, you need me to type this up for you, you need me to be with my goddaughter, you need, whatever it is that I was able to do and still am able to do. We're just that way with each other. 
but she is unselfish. If I could put a word on top of her, she's unselfish. So thank God for her. Yes, yes. So Mm -hmm. apostle was Mm -hmm. what you were to everybody else, genuine. And in heart, I think mm-hmm. he represents the spirit that you lent out, you know, to everybody else. And for her, in her giving, she was mm-hmm. unselfish. And I think that is you um, and what you did for everybody else. And that it represents mm-hmm. the natural. Yeah. Um, that is such a blessing to get it back. Everybody does not get it back. But when you get it back, it is one of the greatest feelings in the world. It says so much. It says so much. It says God counted it and he saw fit to give it back to me through these people. And it helps us to identify you know, who we're going to go, uh, who's going to go the mile with us, because we're going the mile for all kind of folks. <laughs> but it's few and far between as to who's going to go the extra mile with us. And if you think, if you, a person like you who thinks that, I'm never going to get it back. This is what I do. This is who I am. I don't need anybody. And to see that, they see you running when you didn't tell them when you were going to start. Yes. And then mm-hmm. they come along and join. That is just absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. That's such a blessing. Would you say that they are God's representation of love for you here? I'm not saying they they, they don't trump him. They don't trump Jesus. They don't trump the Holy Ghost. No. I'm get too deep now. Okay. No, that's why I I don't. That's one thing. You know, people say, I, (laughs) you know, my husband is this, that, and the other, or first. I don't, well, you know, God is first. I recognize it goes without saying. (laughs) Yes, yes, please, please. Yes, it goes without saying. But to answer your question, I, I would say yes. And also, what I love is that my husband and my best friend, our brothers and sisters, they oh, have a wow. great relationship, a great relationship, <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. And wow. her husband and I and Apostle and her husband, beautiful relationship. Like when we went to the Bahamas, we all went together. And it was like, okay, you know, we got we, that's just who we are. And I love, I love, I love what God did. I love what God did because nobody could have did it but him. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Nobody but him. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, was that all you had to say about Sharice? Uh, Yes, for the time being. Okay. All right. Let's uh, go and talk. Where's the baby? He fell asleep. He's right here. Oh. Okay, I'm like, like I locked him in a room. I locked him in a room and he's screaming his head off. No, I didn't know if he was still eating or what. But um, mm-hmm. okay, Ebony, what yeah. was it 
Um, obviously, she's not Sharice. I don't know if she had the the ability to be. I think sometimes, you know, maybe it's like, well, if this person would, I don't know if God sets it up where it's like, well, that could have been this type of person to you, but they did not do, and therefore it could not be. I don't know if if he, you know, if he operates that way or what have you, but do you think she had the ability to be as good to you as you were to her? And if so, then why didn't she? Why do you think she did it? It's something. As I'm sitting here zoned off, I look at Jeff and Ed in almost the same seat where they're very involved in their families, very family-oriented, excuse me, and would do anything for the family, drop it right away. And to be that way, but I don't know as far as friendships or with me. I have no clue. Um, But I don't know if Ed was, like, stretched thin. I don't know if that makes sense where where for me, building friendships, I take the time or just when I gain a friend, it's a friend. I'm not the type of friend that you can't have any other friends. That's that's not me. But like I said, you get to know that person and you grow in your friendship. It's not I, – I, I don't know. Um, okay. With, because with Ed, I like to say it was almost like, okay, we're introduced. Our moms grew up together. They were friends when they were younger. And so – we built a relationship off of that with so our mom. So it was familiar? It was what was familiar because our mothers used to get together, even, you know, playing cards or what have you. So, of course, all the kids are there. And so you then build a relationship just like, okay. So when you're in school, because Ed and I didn't really start hanging out like that until we got into, I think, the seventh grade. Uh, because we went to different elementary schools. I was in Spruce. She was in Oak. And then we, we went to uh, 6th Street. And that's, uh, what is that, 6th Street? Princeton Avenue. Okay. Um, she was in a different class, of course, that as well as myself. But once you get into junior high, changing classes and things of that sort, you see one another. Um, but at home, if you will, is when we were kind of hanging out. That was just because our parents would get together and have car night or drink or whatever the case may be. Um, But as we got older, it just, like you said, it was familiar. And... uh, I know you're probably like, you have amnesia with your memory, but... No, take care. It's there. I'm just trying to see as far as the counterpart aspect. Very, as I always speak about it, you know, very bright. I um, was inspired by many of the things that she did. 
um, I was also compelled and pushed to do, you know, just different things, become a part of different things in school, different uh, clubs or extracurricular activities, if you will. Just, I mean, she had a good qualities. I, I, she's a great, again, she's a great person. When it came to as far as a friendship, we kind of went our separate ways. I know that she may have gone to Spelman uh, College in Georgia. I did go down there to support her with her graduation. Everything as far as spiritually that I have done, she would come. Like when I gave my first sermon, she did come. When I graduated from seminary, she did um she was there. So this was something that I kind of wanted to speak about before where God was showing me that sometimes what we look for from other people, it may not come in the way that we would hope to receive it. Okay, what okay. we may put out in one way, but we get it back in a different way. So I can hold off on that and finish this up as far as with the counterpart and then go back into that or I could just roll into it, it's up to you. Well, it, it, it sounds to me like, you know, how the gentleman said there are no bad days. Isn't, mm-hmm. isn't that not necessarily that Jeff or Ed were bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, people, it's, you know. So what, whatever you want to go with, whatever is rolling off mm-hmm. your tongue right now, just go with that. Right, because we experience, I look at <laughs> What Ev and I experienced, we had some good times. You know, we experienced so many different things together. That's really relationship-wise. You know, she was um, with one guy, and I was with his friend. Like, for instance, with James. Uh, that was my first boyfriend, and she, I don't know if you know T.G. Um, what is his real name? Last name is Merriweather. And, like, she was in a relationship with him. Then you have the Danny or I have the Jeff and the Sean. And um, I was with this gentleman, Dwayne McCullers, and she was with Brandon. And, you know, just dating. It wasn't always sexual. It was just dating or Mm -hmm. we would go out to the movie. So we were always messing with friends. I like to Mm -hmm. say that. So we were always together. Um even the different clubs that we were a part of, like where I talk about the peer mediation or um, the CARE, Kids Against the Racist Environment, Pep Squad, we were on that. So we, we did a lot of things in high school together as friends. It was a high school friend. And after high school, of course, we kind of went our separate ways, but we still stay in contact with one another. But I believe that's also where Cherise came along because I met Cherise. In 1995, where we became friends, I don't know if my memory is coming back. See, I'm just going to flow with it. So (laughs) so I met Cherise in 95, um, and then we kind of built the relationship. Ebony was away at school, but then she also had Shay. I don't know if you know Angela Wright, Johnny Wright's sister. Yeah. Um, Okay, they called them Turks. So. Uh-huh. I know she was very good friends with uh, Shay as well. Shay wound up moving to Atlanta, and she went to Clark, Atlanta, and her and Ebb kind of lived together in the same apartment. So they built a, a strong relationship as well. And so, of course, Ebony 
began to build strong relationships. I think now we are adults, so we're growing. We had the friendship um, in high school, but we also considered ourselves cousins. You know how that goes. Your parents Mm -hmm. grow up together. It's like, that's my cousin. (laughs) But you're not blood cousins. So even now if you hear, I'll be like, oh, yeah, my cousin Ebony, or she may say my cousin Alicia. That's just because that's how we grew up. Okay. So it's like a family. Um, But now when I see Ed, we, we still converse, we still talk, but it's just not the way that it was. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Think it, so I don't know what to pull out in regards to the counterpart aspect. She has a lot of great qualities. I mean, I could just go on with the qualities that she has. Um, again, a giver to her to her family. I see her as far as with her family. Whatever is needed, she's gonna give. She will drop everything mm-hmm. to go to the to the aid of her family. Uh, maybe she'll do that for her friends now, but I just didn't see that then, if you okay. will. Um, even for her family, as far as her children and her husband, great supporter and encourager um, and exhorter, she is that individual. Spiritually, I see her... Um, I see her as being a integral part, of course, of the body of Christ to be able to um, advance the kingdom in whatever way because she has a heart's desire to do um, the things of God. But, again, as a friend, I don't know what to pull out. <laughs> I feel like okay. I'm going in circles. <laughs> it's all right. So maybe, um, you know, Maybe it was a seasonal thing, or maybe it was familiar, or maybe there was potential there, but it never blossomed into what it could be for whatever reason. So in the book, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say, you know, well, with this person, I saw this, and with that person, I didn't see that. I'm just going to give them keys to identify, ways to identify, you know, your counterpart in another person, and I'm just going to pull the information you know, not with any names. I just, I'll, I'll write it out. So that's, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I just wanted to see um, what you had. So um, we can stop here for today because um, we've got quite a bit. And then we will pick up, are, are we um, meeting the same time tomorrow at 11? Um, this week I will finish out 11, but I may have to go back to 6, if that would be okay with you. Whatever you need. If you've got to go back to 6 tomorrow, then let me know. Um, It's just because I am finishing up a couple of things with the ministry, and I still have to kind of like make phone calls and work on different things uh, during the day, but I do want to get this also done and fit into my schedule, but I don't want to inconvenience you either. See, I don't know what y'all listening to, but y'all don't inconvenience me. I, because <laughs> I was y'all listening to. I know, but... <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm going to be quiet. What, 
you know, at the end of the day, if it's my assignment, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that you, you know, you're not taking advantage or, you know, uh, not honoring <laughs> time or anything like that. But, you know, I have an understanding that you and Apostle are very busy. So um, being that, you know, i got to do what i got to do, well, then we make it work. And that's just that. So if it can't be 11 tomorrow and it can be 6 or 6.30 or whatever, you know, you just let me know. And then if tomorrow falls out, Rest assured, we're going to get back on this line and, and you know, finish it out. We just got to get it done. So it doesn't inconvenience me. I'm on lockdown, literally. I feel like he put me in a box and all I'm doing is right. <laughs> outside of, yeah, bless God, outside of, you know, cooking clean and all that stuff. But this is this is what I do. So just um, let me know. And if you don't know now, then you can let me know tonight or tomorrow. I, how about this? I will definitely let you know before 6 o'clock this evening. Okay. Okay. And then I'll I'll be here. I truly, I'm telling you, you're just a godsend, and I think you know that. Oh, my God. Won't they do it? (laughs) (laughs) I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. He's good. He's great. And uh, it's just exciting. It's a, people say, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. But it's exciting to me to, you know, to know good people, good, good people, you know, and, and be a part of what will make history, what will change somebody's life. I mean, that's such a great blessing. And I get the first dip. Look at you, Jesus. <laughs> That's just all kinds of trust, man. That's that says something about you know my character, and I know he's not gonna you know send anybody that ain't right. You know, to work together. So the mm-hmm. thing I believe that I'm only gonna write for people that I can identify my counterpart. In. Otherwise, Amen. I'm not doing it. So it's, it's a blessing and it's a confirmation. So I'm excited and I'm honored. It really is a privilege. I can't. I can't tell you, Apostle, or anybody else that it is such a privilege for me. So thank you. So, um, all right, I'll be looking for the text. If something happens, then you reach out and you can. But I'll be here. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.